This is a production of Cornell University. For Cornell University's world-renowned turfgrass program, I'm Frank Rossi. Before we get to Carl, remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming platform. And if you have questions you'd like us to tackle during the season, send them to us via Twitter at Cornell Turfgrass or our website at turf.cals.cornell.edu. So once again, Carl, I'm Frank Rossi. And I'm Carl Scamenti. Frank, as always, let's start with the weather. And maybe you could put in perspective the latest week of weather, where we're at in terms of seasonal averages, and forecast moving forward in terms of temperature and precipitation. Well, warm and wet are the words moving forward. Carl, for the weather, we got caught up uh, on a lot of growing degree days this past week. We're still a couple of weeks behind, but the soils are warming, plants are blooming, pollinators are buzzing, and birds are singing. Spring has finally arrived and growth and mowing starting in earnest throughout uh, much of the Northeast, except the highest elevations that still are, are looking to warm up those systems. Really beyond temperature, the dry weather that is dominated will continue for many this week with only narrow bands of intense rain uh, expected throughout the week. So for those of uh, us who have been dry, the rainfall will be welcome. Uh, most of us have been dry. Soils are starting to indicate that kind of dry conditions, but the rainfall will not be likely widespread or enough to completely relieve all of the moisture stress that's in the system. But some heavy downpours uh, may uh, supply a lot of rainfall, but as we know with heavy downpours, they don't always uh, resupply the soil moisture. And we're seeing depleted upper levels of soil moisture from the lack of rainfall for a while, which is good for turf grass root growth. But if you have shallow roots like annual bluegrass, you might be struggling a little bit more already to start the season. Now, the longer term outlooks calls for us to hold in the warm and stormy pattern, and this should really encourage growth where rainfall is prevalent. For the rest of us, the dry weather will keep growth moderated. And that's the weather outlook, Carl. Should we, we should chat about pests and using data to manage them. Right. So last week, Frank, we were talking about things like dandelion control and annual bluegrass weevil control based on growing degree day models and pest scouting. We also talked about preparing for a fungicide drench for summer root pathogens like summer patch and take all patch. Now that soil temperatures are finally in the upper 50s and low 60s for most of our region, it looks like we're about ready for, for those drenches and, and some of these other uh, pest control timings, right? That's right. And soil-borne pathogens will become active this week. So if you have a history of problems with take-all patch, summer patch, fairy ring, etc., then consider a soil drench application of your traditional fungicides or acidifying fertilizers. Remember, a significant amount of water is needed to get the product to the root zone. Wean control programs are out in earnest with dandelion control timings upon us using the growing degree day models. For the ester formulation of typical three-way herbicides that contain 2,4-D for broadleaf. And now soils are warming enough that I expect to see crabgrass beginning to germinate. So you want to make sure if you have a history of pre-emergent crabgrass, problem, uh, crabgrass problems that you get those pre-emergent herbicides down. And finally, for the insects, primarily in the golf world, most are making their first adult sprays. And if they're using the adult spray strategy with pyrethroids or Dursban, now might be the time to get out there and do some soap flushes and be sure to monitor for those adult populations uh, being present. Others are still monitoring and waiting for an early larval spray. They're using phenological indicators uh, as well as soap flushes. 
uh, to determine when is going to be the right time to make that application. So for so for this week, Carl, the pest report, um, timing is everything. Yeah, so the timing of the control of all these pests is obviously important. Uh, perhaps we could give everybody a key for the week to get this timing right. I'd say the key for this week is using data, growing degree days, soil temperature, soil moisture, plant phenology, all essential tools for timing whatever intervention it's going to be, cultural, mechanical, physical, and chemical. This is data-driven management, and it will enhance your decision-making. Monitor the conditions and integrate your historical information with your current data to enhance your decisions to target weeds, insects, and diseases. Of course, monitoring how much your turf is growing is also a good piece of data, and that's also useful if you're using regular growth regulators now, PGRs, plant growth regulators, using the growing degree day models. A very explicit example of data-driven management is using growing degree days to implement your PGR program. And I'd say, Carl, using data is the key to success this week. Great. So we've got our key to success this week. And finally, let's get to everybody's favorite segment, Dr. Rossi's sage advice for the week. What do you got for us this week, Frank? Well, the sage advice for this week is to embrace the data you have, Carl. This is a data-driven management discussion. Record this information. Don't simply try to remember it. Good record keeping is essential for a modern management program. From golf to sports and lawn and landscape, good records of growing conditions, turf performance, pest incidents and severity, and intervention strategies are all vital for developing a climate-resilient grassland system. And of course, many of us are already doing this with the variety of data that we're using, especially those using growing degree days for plant growth regulators. The whole idea of, you know, seven and 14 and 21 day intervals for applying things is probably going to go by the wayside in the next several years and using data to determine when is the best time is, is what the future holds for turf grass management. So that's our sage advice for this week, Carl. Well, thanks, Frank. And thank you all for listening to the fifth episode of the Turf Talk podcast series brought to you just in time by Cornell University in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. You can find us online at turf.cows.cornell.edu and on Twitter or Facebook at Cornell Turf. We'd love your feedback and encourage you to join the conversation. You can do so by tweeting at us, commenting on Facebook, or leaving a review to the podcast. For Turf Talk, I'm Carl Scamenti. And I'm Frank Rossi. Have a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.